When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Manchester's Red podcast for Manchester News. I'm Rich Ray and delighted to say I'm joined today by Charlotte Duncan. Hello, back for the second week in a row. And I've got another debut today, Joe Gray. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah, nice to have you. Well, you say, how are you doing? Um, there's only one mood between United fans today on the Monday. The day after what happened down on the south coast, Brighton, United have lost again. Back-to-back defeats away at Brighton. Charlotte, what did you make of that horror show? It was exactly that. It was a horror show. I'm not sure there's any positives at all to take out of the game. And I know you were having a dig at me last week for being negative Nancy on this podcast. But honestly, if anyone can come to me with a positive that any United fan could take out of that game, then I'd be dying to hear it. Everyone was going on about how bad the defence were. To be fair, they were pretty awful. Mm. But... United didn't offer anything going forward whatsoever. I think got midway through the second half and they'd only had one shot on target and that was Lukaku's header that went in in the first half and then the second one was a long-range shot from Pogba and then the third was his penalty. So, yeah, they were bad at the back but they, you're never going to win games unless you create these opportunities and it was just an... I don't think anyone played well. I just think it was an all-round atrocious performance. I can't even get my words out. <laughs> Yeah, when United leave you lost for words, it's not usually because they were that bad, was it? But no. <laughs> Joey said before we came on there as well, they'd lost away at Brighton towards the end of last season. They've had all summer. Mourinho knew exactly what he needed to change, but yet it was the same old from United and nothing changed. And then, uh, as Charlotte just said, then there was no positives. The defence was bad, the midfield did nothing, and the attackers created very little to harm a side with all the due respect. They're so going to be fighting for their lives in the Premier League this season. I think that was. What won it for Brighton? I think they were the they wanted it more, and but Mourinho would have known that that's what would have happened. That happened last season, and Brighton the fans wanted it, the players wanted it, and United turned up and thought they could win it and got rolled over in the first half. But what sort of attitudes? Like Pogba spoke about attitude, didn't he after the yeah. game? Mm-hmm. I in all my time watching United, and I'm sure on all your time, you two watching United. When have you ever seen players say, oh, the attitude wasn't right? Why is the attitude not right? It shouldn't be anything to do about how much money they're getting paid because people keep throwing that in. If you want to play for that club, you should put on that shirt and you should want to put in a good performance. None of them look like they wanted that. And then that begs the question as to why. Can Mourinho be blamed? Are they? You've seen it before, though, haven't you? Yeah. Mourinho's... Winds, I nearly said something I shouldn't have said then. Winds the players up. He loses the dressing room. I'm not saying he's done that just yet, but they stop playing for him. And what are they doing in training? They don't. They didn't look like a group of players who've met each other, let alone played with each other for all this time. It just there seemed to be no ideas going on whatsoever. And he's got a big job on his hands this week if to avoid another absolute disaster next week. Yeah, it's like you said, it seems like the players don't know what they're playing for. They don't have that same sort of squad ethos where they're all pushing the same direction. And it's interesting as well, isn't it, Joe? Because Mourinho can blame some of the players and stuff, but there's a lot of players in that team that he's bought himself. So he can't question the signs too much because both the centre-halves, Bayern Lindelof, he bought himself and they both had horror shows themselves. 
Yeah, it's tricky because obviously Mourinho always looks for someone to blame, but I'm not sure there is anyone in this game that you can blame. I think he's got to get back and just try and coach the players himself instead of relying on the transfer fees. And it's, I, th- I think United have to go back to square one. Do you think that the way they set up invites pressure on themselves? We used to say, well, it's not even that long ago, but a team like that would never go that attacking against United. They'll just sit back and just hope they don't get pulverised, really. But now the smaller teams go and play United and they fancy the chances. Yeah, I think Brighton showed exactly how you've got to play against United this season. Go at them at the beginning, have a go, get a goal or two and then sit back on it and United didn't know how to deal with it. And I think they'll come up against teams like that that do it all season and they'll, they'll get stuck up again. You've just said about, obviously, United going back to square one. Mm. Do you think, obviously, going back to Mourinho's type of square one is different to going back to United's United square yeah. one? The, the two don't seem to be a parallel. Do you think that... Um, it's time if Mourinho doesn't change his style then what's what's going to happen do you reckon I just think you brought Mourinho in because he's got a record of winning and he's got his own style of doing that but as soon as he's come in United he's stopped doing the football that we, we sort of associated with Mourinho 10 years ago at Chelsea and obviously football's changed I was going to say it I think a, lot, a big problem is that he's everyone's moved on yeah and when he, came he to the Premier, yeah. when he came to the Premier League, he was the, the new flavour, wasn't he? He was, yeah. he was like cutting edge. He was what you'd never seen before because so many domestic managers and stuff. But now you look at every other top team, they've all got exciting young managers yeah. who are pushing forward as well. Sometimes you feel he is outdated and you wonder where they're going to go. Um, it's interesting, well, in the recent weeks, it seems almost every great United player ever has questioned the way that United have been playing and what, what they can actually do. Uh, do you think there is the personnel there for United to still mount a title challenge? No. You feel that the, the players have also got a problem. You feel the quality's dropped considerably? Or? I feel that they're not going to be able to play a level of football that's going to win them the league, especially given how good the, uh, their rivals are. I know um, City were playing Huddersfield. but The two teams are on the same sort of scale, really. Yeah. Huddersfield and Brighton both came and Brighton. Up. Yeah. yeah, City were at home, United were away. But the just on a totally different planet to United. The way the way they set up, the way they play, like the team ethos, everything about them no, is totally different to how United are playing. And I just don't, there's just no way, in my opinion, that something so drastically is going to change in these next few months. Mourinho just seems to be set in this negative yeah. mindset yeah. and he can't bring any more players in now, as he quite rightly pointed out as soon as that question was asked of him yesterday. Um, so he has got to get on with the players that he's got and really when the transfer window shut before that Leicester game that should have been his mentality like these are the players I've got this make, this yeah. is going to have to make the best of it but instead it seems to be these are the players I've got and I'm still really annoyed that he didn't actually bring in who I wanted but if you had Toby Alderweireld playing yesterday instead of Eric Bayer United still wouldn't have won that game because you can't just say, oh, one centre-back is going to change the whole the whole way of the way United played yesterday. They were absolutely awful on, in every position on the pitch. Yeah, like you pointed out there, uh, if there was ever a bigger difference between United and City at the moment, it was yesterday. City had so many positives. Everything around that club seemed too good. It almost makes you feel bitter, doesn't it? Because everything's so rosy no, and shiny. we're never bitter. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to watch United go to Brighton a long, old away day. Um, as Charlotte said there, Joe, the, the problems are more than just a new centre-back, aren't they? United? Yeah, I think we've obviously talked about the attitude that was not there, but up front, there was, you didn't know where the goal was going to come from. There was no ideas when they were going forward. and 
we've touched upon the, the start of there was one shot on target and it was Lukaku's shot they, they need a bit more in attack some more ideas and there just wasn't any Do you feel that's down to personnel? Do you think there could be a a style change from that, and a new formation. Do you think there's anything that Murray can do? Right Personnel, now? though. If you look, if you look at who he's got up options up front. If you, yeah, you've if, got Sanchez, Marshall, Rashford, Lingard, Lukaku. You still got Pogba. Like, he's one of the best midfielders in the yeah. world. If and you, then you've got Pogba supposedly servicing them. You're not telling me that then they're, they're not bad, bad players. You can't like, complain about your squad because on paper, if you tell two years ago, if you said to United fans you have Alexis Sanchez, Pogba, Lukaku, Anthony Marshall. An, it's up. an exciting, yeah. it's an exciting so, attacking front three. So that's where the question comes to, like, why is it going so wrong? And people are blaming Woodward, people are blaming the Glazers, people are blaming Marie, but everyone just wants to blame somebody. No one. It has to be a scapegoat always, doesn't it? Yeah. That's what the clubs always like. Everyone's pointing the finger at someone else. Bit toxic at the moment for United. The, the question is, can anything lift this? We, we mentioned before they've got this game next week against Tottenham on the Monday we saw last year against Spurs two contrasting performances they that one at Wembley in the league where they were behind within a minute Christian Eriksen scored early on the absolute shambles <laughs> and then the FA Cup semi-final where Spurs dominated for the first 25 minutes should have been two or three ahead didn't take their chances United got back into it Spurs away then they won at home and then they won at Anthony home Marshall goal yeah so you, you don't really know what to expect from United going against Spurs but surely it seems very doom and gloom at the moment two games into the season and it already feels like it could be over but a victory against Spurs do you think that could change it? Yeah, I, I think they've got nothing to lose by just going for it they've got the players who just spoke about up front obviously the defence is questionable you may as well go and have a go We well, say the defence is questionable but they did I thought the defence played well against Leicester it's not like Leicester didn't threaten United at Old Trafford they looked pretty solid Lindelof could just come off the back of a brilliant World Cup. His confidence should be sky high. So it was. I agree. It was a very bad day at the office for them yesterday. But they have got the pair of them have got the quality to be good. I think one of the biggest things is going to be you just hope that he doesn't drop them. Yeah, like, I think that would be disastrous for them. That's going to be the next sort of question. Should be the defensive partnership you need to just stick with through thick and thin? Because we always talk about it, it seems almost every week we talk about defenders of the past, don't we? We talk about Vidic yeah. and Ferdinand. Um, yeah, we go back to the golden old days when you're not used to win games. <laughs> um, but you talk about that and you have to stick through it. Every defender's going to have a dodgy patch. And especially when you come into a new club, you can think of almost every United player. Lots of them have a sticky spell a couple of months in. Do you think Marie just needs to keep his faith in his players? Yeah, I think so. And I think. Unless they keep playing as a partnership, how are they ever going to get a relationship and be able to know? They need that sort of knowing of what the other one's thinking at all times because they need to be able to cover each other rather than just playing as individuals. And I think unless it's all well and good doing that on the training pitch, but unless they're playing in competitive games with each other week in, week out, how are they ever going to improve? They're not amateur footballers, are they? Like They're both decent centre-backs, but... It just if we just forget about maybe we should just forget the yesterday's game. Yeah, that let's happened. Just pretend it never happened. Yeah, pretend it never happened. Did you agree with that, Joe? You just got to stick stick with it, really. And yeah, I think dropping your defenders if they make a mistake it sends a message that you can't make those mistakes, and they'll just go into the shell a bit more and even more defensive. I think if, if they want to get past this, this sort of game, forget about it. You just got to move on. To tell the team that they're the team that you want, especially with Bayern Lindelof, who are quite sort of confidence players. They need that sort of reinforcement from the manager to say, just forget about it, move on. 
Yeah, and of course, if you've got an established centre-back partnership, it means that your midfield gets a bit more freedom as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pogba will have more of an attacking role if they could establish themselves and have the confidence. But it just seems like the United players, they don't, they're not assured themselves. As we said, when they go out and have an identity, if you watch that game yesterday, you wouldn't know what United set up to try and do. No, and it was quite clear that the players had no idea what they were doing either. There just seemed to be no strategy or game plan, like even when they'd gone down like they were losing it there was no fight from the players Mourinho can't instill that and that's got to come from within but Mourinho needs to put a strategy together so that they can go out there and win and no one seemed to know what their their role was yeah we talk about we mentioned him last week we praised Paul Burr as the captain this was his second game as captain Mourinho explained why Valencia is going to be his captain throughout the season Um, do you feel that United do lack those leaders on the pitch still? I think they did yesterday, definitely. The second goal went in and everyone's head was down. There was no one saying, sort of bringing the team back from, from there. As soon as that went in, the game was over, really. I think that, yeah, they need Valencia, even Ashley Young, he's got the experience on his side to say, we can get back in there. So they need sort of one or two of those players back. Do you hear that, Sean? Yeah, I think Pogba's problem yesterday was probably that he knew he was having a poor game from the get-go and he gets quite frustrated with himself and he, yeah, he? he gets annoyed with himself and I think he is young and we saw him do a brilliant leadership job at the World Cup but France were winning and he seemed really good at like inspiring them when they were before the game and it's off the back of another good win and really good at the team talk but when like you said the heads went yesterday there was no one there to like pull them back up either but then they had half time team talk and that clearly made absolutely no difference either yeah it's quite shocking because United albeit the penalty right on half time they did end the half quite well really and they were better than they'd started it anyway maybe not quite well is the word but you did feel like there's a missed opportunity yesterday for United to really prove themselves because even if you go behind in a game of that nature yeah there's you hark back to the mistakes of last season the hangover from the end of last season but United had a chance yesterday to really respond in style and put things back and there's this period last season where United were doing good comebacks weren't they we think back to Crystal Palace and stuff when there was that stat before Marina came in when they hadn't come back from behind to winning donkey's years really since Ferguson had left and you just feel that maybe they've regressed a bit over the summer and it sort of feels like everyone else especially the nearest rivals they've all gone and like added to their squad and progressed and there's all this excitement around their teams whereas this just seems to be the, the same United that had the same problems at the end of last season with Fred added in the midfield. That seems to literally be yeah. the only the only change. Everything else seems to be the same. It's the same issues we keep talking about. Who's going to play on the left? Why have they not got a dedicated right winger? Why didn't they buy a centre-back? Like, it's just... Everyone sounds like a broken record, but this is the start of a new season, so it's hard to think how they're going to... I know it sounds so ridiculous because it's like two games in, but what can drastically change so much to spur them on and change all that? I guess the other worry for United is it is only one game at the week at the moment. This is when they should be fresh. Of course, we've got the Champions League draw next week. United could still end up in a really bad group because they're not one of the top seeds. You do wonder what can get much better for United, don't you, Joe? Yeah, I find it strange because, yes, they finished 20 points behind City last season, but... They were still second, they were still comfortable and it, it seems like a completely different side and a, a different approach that they're taking when actually they weren't that bad last season. They should have, they, they, they had an opportunity to, to build on that. And yeah, when the Champions League comes along, it, 
it, it might just be another excuse for Mourinho if something goes wrong. Oh well, we've had a long midweek trip. I think it's just adding on those those excuses. And I don't think something needs to change in the next few weeks because otherwise it could be a very bad season for United. We spoke. Uh briefly about the Champions League then of course think back to last year's Champions League that like defeat to Seville where do you think the uh, defeat against Brighton ranks amongst Mourinho's worst defeats as a United manager I think it's got to be up there obviously the significance of it isn't the same as getting knocked out of the Champions League but it was just the fact that to watch it to watch it a team lose and them to be outclassed by another team and you think well fair enough yesterday Brighton 100% they deserved to win the game but there was just absolutely no fight from United whether that came from Mourinho there was none of it from the players either you've got the fans travelling over 500 miles to go and watch a bunch of players who look like they can't be bothered to even pull on the shirt let alone kick a football it's just a bit embarrassing really I think it is up there with one of the worst performances I've seen from a Mourinho United side yeah I guess one of the probably worst Performance you've probably ever seen in your lifetime from United side as well because we've had Sachs Ferguson. You think about the low days of Moyes and Van Gaal, and it doesn't seem that different, does it, at the moment? I think it depends how they react to it. If, if they go out and beat Tottenham next time out, then they've, they've used it to spur them on. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't good the other day. <laughs> would you put past United next week? We're looking, I guess, to the Spurs game now. Would you, would you put past United to actually go out there and do the performance at Wembley? Old Trafford. Old Trafford. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not going to Wembley. Um, they might as well be. Yeah, maybe that's the answer. Um, I think he's gonna. Mourinho's gonna have to come up with a game plan, and they're gonna have to stick to it. And that's gonna be the only way that they can. Right, if Bayern Lindelof start and have the same game that they had against Brighton, then it is gonna be humiliating. But. The United played, from memory, I think they played three at the back at home against Spurs last season season at home when they won. So maybe Mourinho will deploy that tactic again, bring Small and him with Bayern and Love, play three at the back, push Young and Shaw further forward. Because I think that's the issue again, like you need players pushing forward. They didn't have that yesterday either. So... Who knows? Maybe some, he needs no. He needs to change his tactics drastically. So maybe a change of formation, playing three at the back, could be the best way to go. Do you think United have really missed Manu Match midfield as well these first two games? I, mean, I know Andres Pereira's come in. And he's impressed. Fans like him because he's young. He's come from the academy. He's exciting. Um, everyone likes. Him. He's got a good rating on FIFA, which always helps <laughs> players these days. But Matic's importance looks, looks quite big on the team when he's not playing. Yeah, I think what Matic bring, uh, Matic brings you is the experience. So. He's the one that if there is something going wrong, he can just slow it down a bit, keep it calm. Um, Pereira's obviously young, he's, he can get a little bit excited, but he's a very good player, Pereira. I think he'll, he's not sort of the worst problem in United side at the moment. Other positives, do you think Luke Shaw's adapted well in these first two games? Then? Do you think we're starting to see him establish himself at United? Yeah, I think if you were looking at the back line yesterday, he was probably the only one that... You couldn't really point the direct finger of blame at, to be honest, which is He's rare. the least worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that's any positive to take, <laughs> you were the least worst defender. But if you looked at the goals, Ashley Young cross came in from his side, didn't it, for the first yeah. goal. Lindelof lost his man. Bailey left the front post unmarked. Bailey gave away a penalty. 
Luke Shaw didn't do no glaringly obvious mistakes. I think he's been solid enough, and it was a good boost for him that he kept his place. And he wasn't the scapegoat after a defeat as well, which was always, I guess, helpful. And oh instant. no, Mourinho would not scapegoat any of no, his players yesterday. Come on to that. Uh, Mourinho's comments. He, he said that he doesn't want to publicly criticise his players after that defeat. Do you feel he's just trying to sort of take the blame away and just move on as quickly no. as possible? He's proving a point. The reason he said it to have a dig at everyone else that says when I criticise my players, you criticise me for criticising my players. He wasn't saying it in a way that Ferguson would, when he would do his post-match interviews after a defeat, he would never throw one player under the bus. It was about the team, the team's performance, or the way he managed them, or anything like that. We know that Mourinho's management style is to pick out players and apportion blame as he feels right. That's the way he's done it in the past. I can't see that he's going to change at all. And then we know that he's going to continue to do it this season. So for him to come out and say, I'm not going to criticise my players individually, I don't think that was a vote of confidence towards his players. I think it was more a digger. You want me to blame somebody and I'm not going to do it. Yeah, because I'm going to prove a point. Well, as you say, you can't buy class, can you? So who knows this week? But I guess it's a very dark mood in this podcast today. Lots of negativity. I feel like we've got a lot of our our chests today but there, are, there were some positives this weekend United beat Liverpool twice they did albeit yes. not the first team the under 18s beat Liverpool mm-hmm. and the women's team kicked off their new season their inaugural match the first match since 2005 and they won 1-0 against Liverpool at Prenton Park Joe you watched that game I did what did you make of the performance I thought it was quite impressive um, I think at times Liverpool were on top obviously they're a division higher more experienced but on the whole United did very well to grind out the win and um, I think as the season goes on, they'll need to take the chances a bit more, the few that they missed. But it was probably deserved on the balance of things. I think they wanted to win the game. They were playing for each other. I think the manager, after the game, said they've only been together six weeks. So for a team to come together from all the different clubs across the country and put in a performance like that was, was positive. It would be quite pleasing for uh, Casey Stoney and United women fans. You've spoken to Casey at quite a bit over the last few weeks Charlotte you've got quite the uh, friendship with her I think <laughs> these days but uh, very positive for United fans on that aspect it's taken long enough for them to get a women's team up and running but to yeah. beat Liverpool in your first game huge achievement yeah she said that you couldn't have, she couldn't have asked for a better first game uh, apart from if it had been at home but it's good to see that the support's there because um, like you say it's been a long time coming and I watched the game as well and I was pleasantly surprised. It was one of them before because you've heard of a few of the names but they've never actually played together and they've had six weeks in training and you did think it could go either way. They're either going to go and be absolutely amazing and everyone's going to think, wow, or it could be like big teething problems. But I was quite impressed by how they played and um, they've got their first home game this Saturday. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Which Reading. we're... Doing a ticket giveaway for. Which could be very exciting. Yeah, very exciting if you want to go to that. And you might see a win as well, which would be a nice change for the United fan. Yeah, and the first team out playing till the Monday nights, there you go. You can get your dose of United football in this weekend. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of positivity around the team, which is the total opposite to what's going on in the men's side at the minute. But it's they couldn't have asked for a better start, like you say, against Liverpool and a win in the cup. And then on to Reading and see how that goes. It's difficult when you've just formed a new team. You, you wonder where the limit is for United this season, but do you think the main ambition just has to be promotion this season, get up to the, the WSL one and then 
see where things go from there. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that is their aim. Although she wouldn't say that no, that's the aim yeah. for the end of the season. They've got a long like five six year plan, which is obviously to be the best, to push up through to the next division. Um, getting promotion in the, your first season this after being formed is a pretty optimistic target but there's no reason no reason why they can't they've got plenty they are young players but a lot of them were playing for Liverpool before in the highest division so we shall see what happens we shall see what happens yeah I'd say they matched Liverpool yesterday yeah um, I think they've got players like Alex Greenwood was very impressive I think Siobhan Chamberlain in goal the good players that they've got so I think there's no reason they can't but it's obviously too early to say after one cup game whether they can get to go up or not but yeah Let's be positive, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course they can. I guess the, the only way to look at it is that Casey Stoney's built a team that can beat Liverpool in six weeks. Mourinho's had a year to build a team that can beat Brighton. He's still not been able to do it, but... There you go. <laughs> Maybe that's the difference between United and the United women this season, but we shall see. Um, thank you very much for joining us both thank you. on the thank podcast. You. We'll probably be back next Tuesday with United playing on the Monday. It makes more sense to actually talk about something. And hopefully it'll be more positive. Hopefully negative Nancy won't be here, but I'm not sure who... <laughs> Maybe it'll be my day off and you'll all, you'll all get a bit of respite. But who knows? It can't be worse than Brighton, surely. surely. Um, thank you very much for joining the Manchester Red podcast from the Manchester News. Make sure to join us for all the build-up to that game against Tottenham at Old Trafford. I'm reliably informed by Charlotte. I will get it right this time. Um, make sure to subscribe to us on Acast for all the legs.